Yo, Deborah Watson here. Join us for the only show where we discuss the creative experience with creatives who've been on the journey and have some advice for you. Hey, creative. My name is Deborah Watson, and I don't know about you, but for me as a creative, I've always, I don't know, felt different in the way that I think. What about you? Now, I know there's a lot of different ways of thinking or even processing information, especially when it comes to the creative expression, right? But... But, 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 what if I told you that I was told that there are only supposedly two mindsets that all creatives fall under? We'll be discussing that and putting it to the test on this week's episode of The Point. But before we get into that, this week's word on the street is for my fellow starving artists out there trying to make a few extra dollars on the side. I mean, who isn't? I digress. Starving artist, I have a platform for you, and it's not Twitch, where you can get paid to go live while you create. More on that a little bit later, though. You want to stick around until the end of this episode, where we'll have Tanya Watson, aka my mom, on this week's Talk Your Itch to give a little insight on your host, me. Because who better to talk about your host than the person that birthed him, right? Plus, it's her birthday. So, why the hell not? I got all that coming up for you and more, including this week's motivational quote, scripture, and song of the week on the inaugural episode of the Creative Reup podcast. Tap in with us on social at the Creative Reup on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Okay, so word on the street. Let me open up with a question for you, though. Whatever your creative expression is, in theory, could you create while live streaming? Look, you may already be doing that or you may tried it and it wasn't something that worked out for you financially or equipment or whatever. But yo, what if I told you that I could guarantee that I know a better way and it's free and you can get started right now, right off the bat, making money? So there's this platform called Haps.TV. And if you're a creative, I highly recommend you at least check it out. Here's the way it works from the creative side of things, though. You sign up like any other platform, right? And you can immediately go live, no problem. Yeah, most platforms could do that for sure. But here's what sets them apart. You can actually start making money from the first broadcast with their coin system and their sponsorship program. You don't have to reach a specific followership or viewer cap or hours done or any of that. From the first cast, your viewers can send you coins like a tip just for having an awesome broadcast. And they make it fun for them to, to award you. So you can have awards like High Five Award or Got Pipes Award if you're a singer or just an award for a great podcast or a great topic and just so much more. They even have a sponsorship program. And it's just like any other sponsorship program like Patreon and OnlyFans. But, and here's a huge but, you keep all of the proceeds minus the bank fees, of course. <laughs> And your supporters can actually choose what they can afford monthly. So if they want to do a dollar a month, uh, 50 cents a month, I think the lowest is probably a dollar. They can choose how much they want to send to you on a monthly basis. Okay, last thing, since they're actually not paying me for all of this damn promotion, the best feature that I think you could benefit from if you're not benefiting from any of the other ones is you can multicast. Now, what does that mean? That means you can stream from Haps.TV natively and make money off of their support programs, but you can also stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, all simultaneously. And catch this, it's absolutely free. You don't have to pay for anything. You don't have to sign up for nothing special. So you can literally cast 
from Haps.tv and cast on a plethora of different platforms, all simultaneously for absolutely free, being able to tap into all of those platforms and their viewerships. If you're not sold, <laughs> I don't know what is going to sell you at this point. All right. Just check it out for yourself. Haps, H-A-P-P-S dot TV. Okay. Let's go ahead and hop into this week's The Point. The reason that we're actually all here, which is when it comes to the way that we think as creatives, could you really only limit us and put us into two categories? That's exactly what a coworker of mine told me. So I'm a media teacher here in Southern California. And the other day while I was trying to fix the Promethean board for her classroom, which if you know what those are, you know, they were a terrible investment for the class classroom. But anyway, I digress. Granted, we were talking about elementary school students. She believes that we can categorize creatives into two mindsets. She said that you have those are, that are unicorn brained and squirrel brained. Not to be confused with the normal right versus left brain debate when we're talking about creativity and who is more creative or personality quizzes or anything like that. This is a little bit different. I'm going to attempt to try to paint the picture for you of each type. And while I'm doing that, I want you to think about yourself and try to see which category you fit in. If you fit into one or the other or if you're a, a blend of both. All right, here we go. Let's start with the unicorn brains. She says that creative students with unicorn brains are focus driven. They're the doers and that they are the people that see things. They actually see things through. You may know a few of these people, right? They're the ones that you that are absolutely obsessed with their craft. You know, like they're the ones you knew from jump. They were talented at a young age at one particular expression. You probably like, oh, yeah, she's going to be a supermodel when she grows up or she's going to be a great photographer one day. And then they actually end up doing it. Those are your unicorn brains. All right. They're comfortable being in their creative box, but not to get confused with them not being able to think outside of the box. All right. They could do maybe one thing at a time really, really well. All right. Does this sound like you? <laughs> All right. Then she got on the subject of squirrel braids. Now, these are the creatives that have their hands in a little bit of everything. These are the people that seem to start a ton of projects. But whether or not they finish them is a whole nother story. Squirrel brains are, are like your jack of all trades and can never seem to focus on one thing. <laughs> to me, that sounds like Childish Gambino. I mean, AKA Donald Glover, if you don't know who I'm talking about, who is a singer, actor, rapper, all of which very talented, but it still feels like he hasn't given enough of himself in any of the areas singularly or whatever that word is for us to be like he's a goat in any of them, right? He's a jack of all trades of all of them. So I tried to break it down even further for myself after we talked about it. And I got that your unicorns are your creatives that are your doers. They actually get the, the creative thing, the creative idea that they have. They get it done. They're your doers. All right. They're the best at uh, getting a creative idea and actually seeing it through. Whereas your squirrels are more of your idea generators. All right. They may start a bunch of projects and put a bunch of projects down, but they always come up with different things and they may be in different industries completely. <laughs> right. But, you know, easily distracted. So now that you know which one is which, which one do you think you are?
If you have it all figured out, tweet me at the creative reup and it just leave me a unicorn or a squirrel emoji. I want to leave the people on the timeline a tad bit confused of what the hell's going on. So if you're a squirrel mind, just drop a squirrel emoji on that tweet. I have a tweet up there for you. And if you're a, a unicorn brain, then go ahead and just drop that unicorn emoji. I want to let, let's see what my listenership looks like. All right. Let's go ahead and let's bring Tanya into the conversation for our first talker-ish, all right? Our goal this talker-ish is for you to get to know a little bit of background on me. Look, I don't like talking about myself, if I could be honest. Plus, my mom has no problem telling it like it is. So making her the, the person to actually talk about me, I think, was probably the best decision to get some insight on me. So ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, Tanya Watson. Quick little disclaimer. The program that I was using had a little bit of a delay, so I apologize for the awkward silences. Hey, mom, thank you so much for being on uh, the Creative Re-Up on my podcast. I appreciate you being here. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. You know, you just woke me up from my nap and everything, but you know, I'll do anything for Deborah. <laughs> so if I'm sounding a little laid you back, know, it's I... because... I am really relaxed right now and laid back. So, you know, it is what it is. But thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, so, I mean, if you think about it, Mom, you probably be the best person to talk about me, you know, and this you're on my first episode and the listener has never, you know, met me before. You've probably ever listened to me ever before and may want to know a little bit about me. So you're the person that I thought of to, to, to tell them about me. So I want you to be as candid as you want. Okay. <laughs> you can tell whatever stories you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I do have some questions for you. Okay? All right. All right. All right. So uh, my first. Go ahead. Nope. You good. Okay. All right. My first question is, um, what was your first clue that I was a creative person? Um, I would have to say when you were probably maybe six, seven months, eight months, years old, it was around that time. I don't remember if it was six months, but it was before you were one. And, um, one of the things about you is you, you didn't, as a baby, when you were sitting up, you didn't have a problem, um, playing by yourself. That was one of the first things. Um, and so I could sit you in a room with your toys and you would stay with your toys. Um, and so um, one of the toys that I remember, and I, I share this with you all the time and I talk about it is when you were in your little mailbox toy. I don't know if anyone knows, they used to have these little uh, tight mailboxes where you stick the little shapes in the mailboxes and um, you had to match the shapes up and you know you were playing with the, the the little shape things and most kids try to stick it in there and if they don't get it in there um they seem to be okay with it but you couldn't get the triangle in the square and it frustrated you and it was like you had to get the triangle <laughs> in the square like it wasn't it, it may not seem more like creative but to me that's still a form of creativity but it was also a, a indication to me that you like things to be perfect you wanted to make sure you did things right. So you got frustrated and you threw the mailbox and threw down the, the toy. But <laughs> it was so funny to me because it was just one of the things that you did um, that showed me that you were creative and that you 
paid attention to things and details and stuff like that. Um, I mean, if I can, I don't know if this is going on to another incidence, but when you were one, um, you knew how to work the VCR by yourself. I didn't have to really show you. You saw it once and you would go in, you would put a movie in, in the VCR, because back then, you know, you, you're that old, so you had VHSs. <laughs> <laughs> you were a VHS baby, so um, you would stick Land the- before time, kid. <laughs> yes, you would stick the video in there on your own, and you, you knew how to work it. Like, you, you figured it out for yourself. You know, I didn't have to show you a whole lot of stuff. You figured things out on your own. So I say from the time you about six to about 24 months, close to six, between six and two, you showed a lot of creativity. Uh, well, <laughs> and you know, I've, I've heard this story before, but I've never heard it from, from that type of perspective of that. That's where you mm-hmm. first saw creativity yeah. in me. And, you know, as, as a parent, you know, no one knows exactly who their child will be when they grow up someday. But but I knew. Did you have an idea? You knew. <laughs> I, and that's yeah, what I was going to ask. Did I, you have an idea of what I would be as an adult? <laughs> so I can honestly say before, well, when I was pregnant with you and I got pregnant and how I got pregnant, I just knew, okay, this kid is going to be destined to do different things. I didn't know what, but just different things. And um, and I say that to say that as you, as I had you and as you started to get older and you started to mature in age from an infant to a toddler to all those things, I knew that you were gonna be good at something. Details, you paid attention to details. You were very intelligent. Um, you worked with computers well, um, electronics well. Um, you know, you were clumsy as hell when you were little, but <laughs> but, but that's also a sign of... Um, Was I? Oh my gosh. You used to run everywhere. Like, we would say, go get something, and you had to run. And I remember your grandmother always, I could hear her from my room, stop running, stop running. You're going to hurt yourself. And then you hear boom, bang. And there was this one end table that led into your room from the kitchen to the living room to your room. And I kid you not, every time you rounded the corner, you hit it for years. <laughs> it, you just hit it. And, but you were always... Uh, I guess I was a creature. <laughs> you were always running to something. And I and I and to this day, it's, it, you're still moving fast. It's like... You, you don't take the time to slow down. But when you were little, everything was a sense of urgency. So if it was like, we're going to go here, boom, you took off running. Oh, go get this toy out of your room. Boom, you took off running. <laughs> Someone calls you, boom, you took off running. And you always ran into stuff. And so um, I think for me, it was really early on because um, you, you danced at a young age and you picked up dance routines really quickly. Um, you were in a dance group called WCMD at the age of five. You were the only five-year-old <laughs> in that group. <laughs> Everybody else was either 8, 10, 11, 12, or 13. So you were the youngest in the group and you were only allowed in the group because you were able to pick up the routine 
and do the dances. And it didn't look sloppy. It was uniformed with everybody else. Um, and so that was another sign um, that you were going to be creative, that you were going to be a performer because um, you like to dance. And again, like I said, at a young age, you knew how to work a VCR, where some people that weren't your age didn't know how to VCR. And I have to leave, go back to say, I knew you were going to be creative because you were one of those kids that never freaking messed with the light socket. I don't know. I guess to me, that was just genius <laughs> to me. You didn't, you didn't, I didn't ever have to tell you to stay away from an electrical plug. So for me, that was like genius because most kids always touched them, you know, and you just weren't that kid right, to touch right. them. Um, you played with pots and pans, but you had a specific one. You didn't play mm. with a bunch of different ones. It was like there was one. So everything was singular. It was one of something. <laughs> It, it wasn't a, 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 you know, a hogmash of stuff, um, you know, and if you messed up, you messed up big. It wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like gradual messes up because <laughs> you didn't have gradual mess ups. It was either just, you did it and it was like, oops, I did that was real stupid, but it wasn't like, let me try. It was just, I'm going to do it. Boom. And it was a big mess up. It wasn't a bunch of little mess ups. I mean, if that makes sense. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I say intelligence <laughs> Intelligence comes to play, I guess. I didn't have to talk to you a lot as a child. You know, I mean, and part of that could have been because you were around mostly adults more than you were around kids. So you, you uh, um, adopted an adult mentality at a young age, I think. From, yeah. You know, I yeah. mean. I could definitely say, you know, growing up. <laughs> A, a lot of times I would tell people I was a, a, a young kid with an old soul because there yeah. were just things that I liked that, that I picked up from from just like my grandparents or you or just yes. whoever was around me or anything like that. Right. So, you know? yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, um, you were what, watched by... Out of everything, because you've seen me pick up some... Go ahead. I said you were watched by most of my friends. So you were raised by a village of people. You know what I mean? So it wasn't just me. It, like you said, it was your grandparents. It was your godmom, Maisha. Um, it was uh, Nikki sometimes. I mean, it was Tasha. I mean, everybody had you because everybody helped me. You know, they were some of my closest friends. So they helped me too. So you were around and back then they didn't have kids at the time. So it wasn't like you were going to another person's house who had kids. You were going to another adult's house to be watched by another adult. Right, right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever they did, you unfortunately had to do. <laughs> right, right. Okay, but go ahead. Um, what, what, what would you say was the first or out of everything that I picked up in, in my creative journey or my creative expressions, what, what did you think was going to be my thing? Music. Something involving music. Okay. Um, you like to sing. Um, you were always singing. Um, again, I say music because when you dance, you have to be able to keep a beat most people didn't know the counts or didn't know the beats. You knew the counts, you knew the beats. It wasn't like it was something that had to be taught to you. You you felt it, if that makes sense. 
And so music was something that I feel was inside of you. Now, where you went with that, whether it was singing, dancing or whatever, but entertaining was something you enjoyed doing. Surprisingly, um, I say that surprisingly (laughs) because you're if if I if I'm saying it correctly, you're kind of like me. I don't mind entertaining, but I don't want to entertain if I don't have to entertain. But if I have to entertain, if I have to entertain, I can do it without an issue. But it's not for me to say, oh, I'll entertain someone. You know, it's more like, okay, I need to pick up the mic now because there's some dead silence in this conference and something needs to happen. So exactly pick up the mic and and try to (laughs) try to make it happen. So um, I guess um, something in entertainment, um, anything that had to do with electrical music, just something like that. When I say creativity, because, you know, creativity could be art. you weren't one to draw much. Um, so I wouldn't say it was art. But still you, not. <laughs> yeah, but but you visualize things. So to me, visualizing stuff and seeing things is an art form too. Maybe not necessarily drawing, but seeing it. And so that's another form of where I saw your creativity because you would pick up on things as a child that I was like, oh, I didn't even see that. And so, you know, it was that that was another form of creativity. So I would say for me, my first thought for you was music. Um, I thought acting would be one, too, because you were super funny <laughs> and um, very outgoing. Even as a child, you, you liked to entertain even as a baby. I mean, people would say, oh, he's so funny. Um, so I but music I think stuck to me the most because you used to always sing even at like nine, ten months, twelve months when you could start talking in the car. You were singing a song. <laughs> if the song came on, you were singing it. So Gotcha. What do you what do you see me doing in the future? I mean that that's I mean you you said music in the past is is it music now still or do you see me going down um, a different path you know if i can be totally honest with you you have so many creative thoughts that i feel like whatever you decide to do if you truly put 100 percent into it because you've always been that person you can do it um you can make it happen um where it goes from there is up to you but um what you're doing now is something I could see you doing again, for whatever reason, communications, something in the music industry, something in the, uh, what's the word I want to use television industry, something in that type of field. I always felt you would be good at and you would excel in given the opportunities and you've had opportunities to do different things and you've done them. And so I think, for me, if you you have so many different things that I think you f- should focus on one thing and, and, and make it your strength and make it happen. And that's even in the sense of um, if you want to be on television, like I could see you being a, a news person, too. Like, I don't know why, but I could see you on the camera saying, you know, this is Deborah Watson with Channel 10 News. Um, Thank you for um, checking in. I have something to report. Um, Any San Diego today, like I can totally see you 
being that person too, you know? I can see you doing what you're doing right now. Um, for me, I whatever you decide to do, I've always felt he can do it. Now, whether or not it's a success and you go further in it is one thing, but what I appreciate is the fact that you're willing to try. And most people don't even do that. Yeah. You'll take that step and say, okay, I'm gonna try this and see if it works. And then you get it together, you put it together, you try it, and if you don't feel it or it's not working, then you're like, okay, that didn't work. And you try something different. And that's what I like. That's one of the things that I think I saw early on with you too, is you always wanted to try it. It, it, it was like, well, let me try. Let me see. And then if you didn't want to, you would flat out say you didn't want to do it. But for the most part, you were always like, <laughs> yeah. If, and But that was very far in between when you were younger. Everything at your a young age, you did. But now that you're older, you'll flat out just say no. But when you were younger, I'd be like, oh, do you want to do this? Okay. So everything was okay. It was never, no, it was never, I'm scared. I think one of the things I've never heard you say is that you were afraid to try something. Now that I sit back and think of it in hindsight, when I wanted to put you in acting, you did it. <laughs> you didn't say, no, I'm scared. You know what I mean? And I don't know if you know that about yourself, but yeah, now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, I don't think you've ever no, said, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, <laughs> sitting here having this conversation with you um i think about that and i'm like you know what everything i asked him to do you did you did soccer even though you didn't ask for the soccer i said you want to play soccer okay you play soccer you may have only done it for one year but you did it you did karate you took swim class you know what i mean so you're always willing to try something and you still have that today where if it's something that interests you you will put it together and you will try it And, and, and I, I do have to give my kudos to my family because that it was it, you guys were a great resource for that type of mentality to grow because grandma grandpa would take me anywhere that I wanted to go if I was trying something mm -hmm. they were like yeah I always had access to whatever I wanted to try and, and I did appreciate that and what's funny is that you talk about that that brings me to this question today on the episode we were talking about uh, two different types of mindsets when it comes to creatives. Okay. We have our unicorn brains and our squirrel brains or our unicorn and squirrel minds. All right. So your unicorns are your ones that are very focus driven. You could give them something to do and they do it really well. Um, they they're doers. They mm -hmm. may not dip their hands into mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, but they're very creative in whatever field that they're in. Like you could pretty much figure that this person is going to be this when they grow up. Okay. Right. That, that's your unicorns. Okay. Then you got your squirrel minds where they're a little bit of everything. They pick up a lot of stuff. They uh, come up with different ideas. They're a little bit all over the place. Um, you know, they're, okay. they're, they're idea generators. They're the, they're the ones that come up with stuff. So knowing those two, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> knowing those two, what would you say you are as a creative person? A unicorn Gosh. or a squirrel brain? Can I say I'm a unisquirrel? <laughs> unisquirrel? Okay. <laughs> I like that answer. I, I, explain to me what a unisquirrel is. <laughs> well, if you give me something to do, I can do it. Um, that's kind of how I am. Like, I, I, I'm well at executing 
things given to me. If you give it to me, I can execute it. I'm not very good at, I'm not squirrely, I guess, in the sense, unless, I'm not squirrely in the sense, unless it's something I have to figure out on my own. If that makes sense, I think I'm more squirrely when it comes to me having to figure the thing out versus someone else saying, do this and do that. Now, I say that to say, for me, it also depends on my temperament. So it really depends okay. on whether or not I want to do this. I was going to cuss, but we're on t- uh, whether or not I want to do this or not. And that's, <laughs> that's probably gotcha. my biggest hurdle, where if I don't want to do it, you're not going to get no thought process from me at all. I'm going to just shut down and look at you <laughs> and you can talk and I'm just looking like, well, you do it. But if it's something I'm passionate about, then I guess I can be that unicorn if I'm if I'm remembering the, the phrase correctly and I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly, I can be that unicorn. Yeah, but if are. if if I'm in in a good mood and s- the thought comes to my mind and I have all these ideas, then I'm looking to you and saying, OK, this is my thought. Figure it out. I can't I can't I can't execute this. Mm, okay, I can't do this. Okay. I can't do that. Like. I can't execute it because my brain is all. I see that. So it, I, I have a variation yeah. of of myself when it comes to that. And so I guess that's where I can be confusing because some people can look at me when it's there's moments where I can do it for myself and then I don't have a problem. But then I think for me, most of the time, I'm doing it so much for other people. When it does come to me having to do it, then I turn into a squirrel. I don't want to do it because I don't want to think. I don't want to do this. I don't want to execute. I'm tired. I did it for this person last week. I did it for this person. Now you're out. Nope, I don't want to do it. And that's how I see myself. And I can openly say that. Interesting. And it's funny that you that you would you would be the person to go ahead and just break down that whole theory of the two mindsets <laughs> and just mush them into one. You you would be. You would be that person. All right. But I now now I gotta ask you about and I think I already know where you're going to go. But just for the listener here for their sake, what mindset <laughs> do you think I am? You're squirrely. <laughs> to me to okay. me and why <laughs> and the reason why I say you're squirrely is because you have so many ideas and you you it's like one week you'll call me with an idea and then the next week you'll say something different and then you'll say something different and then I get confused I'm like okay wait is he gonna do this and then sometimes they all come together but I don't think they all come together because um sorry I don't think they all come together because they're probably actually the same thing. But to me, they all sound different because you gave them to me all at different (laughs) times. But I have to figure out, okay, is this all the same thing? So I can say you're a little bit of both too. But I think for me, I go more on the squirrelier side. You're heavier on the squirrelier side. For me, just in the conversations we have. Because I always tell you, focus on one thing, do gotcha. one thing first. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I believe if yeah, I'm getting that yeah, right, yeah. that's, I'm like, focus on this, figure that part out. Cause you'll start to do like photography. 
Now that's one thing I didn't know was going to go as far as it did. And, and I'll be honest, I, you know, I thought it was just one of your things that you, you know, you wanted to try, but you actually are excelling in that. You're actually going further in that you've invested in that. If that makes sense, you have an investment of camera equipment and stuff like that. And so, you know, you, you, you started that, but then at one time, I think you were doing that. You were DJing and something else you were coming up with. And I think you were doing podcasts and I'm just like, he's all over the place. And I couldn't, and couldn't keep up with all your shows <laughs> and, and, and all, all your yeah, little things. Yeah, I was going to say, it was probably YouTube and the Yeah, Twitch it and, was just all yeah. kind of stuff. And I'm just like, he's doing so much. And it's almost like in work sometimes <laughs> when we have several different meetings, they're called different things. But we have so many different meetings that now I don't know which meeting is which until I actually physically get on the freaking meeting because we have so many different meetings. <laughs> so now I've, I've come to learn. Just, what did we talk about last time? Yeah, okay. This All is right, this now meeting. I know where I'm at. Exactly. Because there's so many meetings. So when you're doing so much and you have so much on your mind, your mind is always thinking. And a person whose mind is always thinking their mind is thinking faster than they can produce what they want to do. And so you will outwardly speak what you're thinking, but not always producing it at the beginning. And so then when you finally do, I either forgot about it (laughs) because (laughs) you said, (laughs) if that makes sense. I can see that. Yeah. So your mind, your mind is going. I do. I do think out loud. Yeah. Your mind is going and going and going. And you have, and, and I think I'll be honest with you, you're a Scorpio. And Scorpios are very creative. Most of my Scorpio friends are highly creative. But the one thing I hate about y'all, y'all are scatter buckets. You're so creative that I think you outcreate <laughs> yourself. If that makes sense. It's like you it's interesting. Okay. You're so creative, you outcreate yourself sometimes. Where the one thing that's a downfall for your creativity is when you can't produce it, it, it affects you. It, it, it affects you. Yeah. It, yeah. it affects I you. I can definitely agree to that. It, it's, it, it, and it's not like, oh, but it's not like, oh, it's not a failure. It's just, it affects you. I, and I don't know how to explain it. Like you go into seclusion or you, it's like you, okay, now you have to sit back and think yeah. about it's if that makes sense. It takes a toll. Oh, like on a or whatever. Yeah. It, it, that, no, I definitely it, it can does. agree with you on it that. It does. It does. And so, but it, every... I can definitely sc- agree with you on that. Every Scorpio that I know is the same way. Every Scorpio that I know. And like I said, all of you are very creative in well, some way, shape, or form. And talented. So let me not leave out talented. Let me say your creativity. There's one thing, because there's people who are creative, and then there's people who are creative and talented. And... For me, you're creative and talented. So what would you say is the difference between a talented person and a creative person? So for me, I would say a creative person is a person who has the creativity. So like a person who can write, that is a creative person. And then a talented person would be a person who could write music and also sing the music that they're writing because you have some people who can just write music but can't sing but then you have people who can write music 
and sing music. And what would make it even more talented is a person who can write, sing and play an instrument to go along with it. So that would be a talented person to me versus a, just a creative person to me. Gotcha. Okay. Now I have another question for you because uh, that was that was the big fight between Prince and Michael. Like Prince didn't think that Michael was a creative artist because Michael didn't play no instruments. Would you say Michael was creative or talented? I would have to say for me, and I'll just be honest. That's a good question because <laughs> <laughs> Michael is talented because he can sing and dance. So that if that answers the question, he's talented because he can sing and he can perform, but he's not creative in the sense of he can sing, write and perform. So some people may write, differ. Though. Michael does right. Uh huh. Like you are okay. not alone. That was a Michael. Well, song. then he would be he would be a person. Then I would call creative and talented. Okay. I mean, I guess I guess how you would have to look at it is if there was just one more thing to it to me. Gotcha. And again, it it depends on. Let's say let's actually take this a step further. For me, it actually depends on what how we're looking at it. if we're looking at music then that's how i look at it if we were looking at a person who is artistic as far as painting then that might not fit the same thing you know what i mean mm, the category won't okay. fit so okay. i'm speaking from a point of a person who is in a music field where you have people who can write an orchestra and perform it but can't perform in an orchestra you know what i mean but they can mm -hmm. write a symphony but they can't mm -hmm. play an instrument. So there's people who learn how to write music and hear music. But then I would think that person who knows how to write and hear should be able to play at the same time. That's gotcha. kind of where I'm going with that. So there's a, a bunch of talent stuff in the same sense. We're looking at Beyonce. Now, Beyonce probably writes songs, but she's a performer. So to me, that that's a different category. Like, Michael's a performer too, but Michael, you said writes too. Mm -hmm. So Beyonce probably writes songs, but she's or has written some songs and written some lyrics to songs, but she's a performer. But I haven't yet to see Beyonce be able to play an instrument. Now let's take mm -hmm. her, H E R, her. Now, mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, I believe she writes and plays multiple instruments. Uh, let's take Alicia Keys. I believe she writes and plays. So to me, that's a person who can cover the whole thing. You know what I mean? She has a, they have a broad spectrum. They, they're not limited to just writing. They can also write right. and play an instrument, which I think is just phenomenal if you can right. do both. All right. Well, thank you for expanding on that. Now, I have another question for you. What if I told you I had a huge opportunity in this thing and I was just going to drop everything and go for it? What would you actually say to me? At this point right now, being the age that you are, you I would tell you, do what you have to do. But, you know, at the same note, I'd also tell you, but don't come to me talking about ah. No, I want yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew there was a butt. Yeah. There was a butt coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, before I used to always okay. tell you no, no, no. But I've I've grown enough, 
you know, I'm a, I was a single mother. I had you young. So we kind of grew together. So at some point, me wanting to tell you what to do was the immature Tanya, um, not realizing the mature Devereaux. Now I'm at the point where you're grown. So you make your choices which best suits you, but to be prepared for whatever happens, you know what I mean? And whatever doesn't happen. Yeah. And at that point, that's a choice you have to make. If you can live and, and, and work it out, then I say by all means do it. The one thing I do stress though, and I just say that with this day and age, and you know I'm gonna say it and I always say it is, hopefully they have medical coverage. I don't care what you do as long as they got medical coverage. (laughs) (laughs) That has always been the one thing that she's always said. No matter what I've done is they got medical, they got dental, what they got. They ain't got none of it. Okay, well, you can't leave this job until you find another one. That's Yes, because you can't. I mean, you can, but you don't want to, you know, and that's that's what I'm saying. That's my only thought is you can, but it's not what you want to do. But at the same time, I'm learning now that you have to do what makes you happy. You have to definitely do what makes you happy because um, I've done a lot of what makes it work. (laughs) Doesn't necessarily is something that makes me happy. So I encourage people, listeners, to do what you love and make that work for you if you can. And if you can work and do both at the same time until what you love comes to fruition and prospers or whatever, then I say do both. But if you can't, then make a decision and ultimately do what you enjoy doing because you will live longer and healthier. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. (sighs) Definitely. So. But, you know, they always say the bitter ones will outlive us all. And I don't know where that saying comes from, but it also feels like it's true. It is true. But I see. It, I, I, yeah, I digress. yeah, we digress there, but I agree with you on that one because there's some angry old people that's lived a long time. <laughs> God bless them. Well, speaking about living long times. Speaking about living long times, mom, this episode is airing on your birthday. So I do want to at least sing you a little bit of happy birthday of whatever voice I have left from the DR and recover it from that. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a whole story within itself. But uh, let me sing you happy birthday and then uh, we'll go ahead and close up. here. All righty. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, all right. Yeah. All right. Anywho's. <laughs> all right. Happy birthday, Bob. Thank you. Um, thank you for being on the first episode of the Creative Reup, the first talker-ish segment. I appreciate it so much. And I appreciate your kind words. And again, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for my birthday song. Love You're you very much. Welcome. Love you, Mom. All right. Well, there you have it. That's all I got for you today. But I feel like we talked about a lot. I introduced you to Haps.tv, a streaming platform that I think every creative needs to check out at least once. That's just my opinion. And speaking of opinions, we discussed an opinion on creative mindsets and that there are only two, where my mom obviously had to break that. <laughs> but unicorn brains who are doers and your squirrel brains who are idea generators and easily distracted. Which one do you think that you are? 
And which one do you think is better? And is there a place for both of them? I don't know. Hit me up on all the socials, uh, which is the creative re-up and drop a squirrel or a unicorn brain or put both in the comment section for me. All right. Until next time, I want to leave you with a creative quote by an unknown author. Do something creative every day. Work out your creative minds. It's it's like a muscle. Work that muscle out. Do something creative every day. It doesn't have to be in your respective expression, but do something creative every single day. I also have a scripture for you from Colossians 3 and 23, which reads, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Doesn't matter if you believe in God or not. I look at it like this. Put in the effort like you're trying to impress the most important person in your life. It could be a real person or a dog, but put in that work. And finally, our song of the week is Unbreakable Smile by Tori Kelly. I absolutely love that song. Unbreakable Smile by Tori Kelly. It's it's great when it comes to just doing you and not worrying about what other people have to say about you. So definitely check that out. All right. And since you've gotten this far, even though you have gotten this far, go ahead and hit that download button because it does help out the podcast a lot. Also hit that follow and the bell notification so you can be up to date on when we drop a new episode. Spoiler alert, we do it every Sunday. All right, so we'll see you next Sunday. But definitely go ahead and hit that follow and that notification bell and follow us on our social media at The Creative Reup. My name is Deborah Watson, the host of The Creative Reup. We've all got the same 24 hours. Make sure you make someone smile today, tomorrow, every day. And I can guarantee that this world will be a better place. I love y'all. Be safe. See ya. Bye.